0: Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives
1: into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men and their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin.
2: and here we are again on another monday night my name is jody burkeen i am the founder of man up god's way and your host for the man up monday podcast we want to welcome you and we ask that if you will take a moment just to share this feed with everybody on your social media we would love that um we would want everybody to uh hear this podcast tonight and all the other ones this is episode 31 for 2022 and we're really excited about that i've got uh some guests here I've got my host, uh, both my hosts here today, and uh, we'll introduce our guest here in just a minute. And uh, again, excited that you're here real quick. We want you to um, know that how we pay for this podcast is through our manupmerch.com. We have cool t-shirts like this really cool t-shirt that I have here. It says man up or shut up. Um, and I'll explain that a little later, but this is one of my favorite shirts. I like to wear it. I always try, it almost gets me in fights, uh, when I walk down the street. Cause I have guys look at me twice, uh, when I've got it on. Also, we've got our man up coffee blend. Okay. Again, ManUpMerch.com will get you there to help us pay for this podcast. Um, we want you to partner with this. Uh, the ministry has been around for 10 years now and uh we continue to grow. We've got over 875,000 followers on Facebook. We've got a private group that has 50,000 men in it now, continues to grow, and then we've got our app. We really want you to get involved with our app, and I'm going to let Forgoza tell you a little bit about our app. Forgoza is our production manager.
3: So Uh, The app is really just a way for you to back us, for you to step in and show us uh, a little bit of monetary support. There is a cost to it, uh, but it really is a substitute for social media. So it's going to operate a lot like Facebook. It looks a lot like uh, any other social media app you would have. There's going to be Bible studies on there that will be exclusive uh, to that community. Uh, There's also a great feature of a prayer wall. Um, It's just a good space to have communion with other, uh, individuals who are followers of Christ. You know, there's been, um, I've had some great conversations with guys who are, you know, seeking out advice and help and, uh, you know, just being vulnerable with their struggles, things that you wouldn't necessarily share on Facebook or might not feel comfortable sharing on Facebook. You feel a little bit safer sharing it, um, in the confines of a group of men. So, uh, that's what it's all about back to you.
2: Amen. I love it. Nice job for Goza, my co-host here, Mr. Ben Neely. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. You I can't complain. Another Monday night. Another Monday Monday here. Yeah. Last week was kind of funky because we had to do Wednesday night uh, because uh, I had some stuff going on Monday night and it it seemed really quick. All of a sudden here we are back in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: a quick turnaround.
2: Did you have a good weekend? I did.
1: Did They had a great weekend.
2: Awesome. It's good stuff. What'd you do? Did you close the pool uh, up yet?
1: Saturday, I um, did the devotion at our men's, oh, yeah. man oh, at man man, men's you, breakfast. That you, was good. You killed that, Humility. Dude. Yeah, you Something killed I've that. Something I've struggled with all my life. Yeah. I don't know why, uh-huh. but... Yeah. He
2: he started off this um, uh, talk with about humility and he said, uh, I'll be speaking today on humility. I'm really proud of what I wrote. I I, I walked up and, you know, it's real quiet, getting ready for me to speak. And I said, guys, I
1: want to tell you my devotion this morning is about humility. And I got to tell you, I'm pretty proud of it Mm -hmm. just to break the ice. That's Um, hilarious. And then Sunday I listened to a so-so sermon by a so-so pastor at a so-so church. And hey, uh, all
2: I did was read scripture. That's I, all I did. Then I
1: just relaxed, getting ready for my, uh, I told you earlier, I changed my hours at work. So I'm going in at eight instead of seven. <clears throat> so I just cannot get up and run at four 15 in the morning. So nope. now I can get out by five, be done by six 30 and still get to work, you know, by eight.
2: Our, our guests will be interested in that. Cause, uh, we did, a we started a, uh, and we'll, we'll introduce our guests here in just a second, but we started like a biggest loser challenge at the beginning of the year and it's just been kind of this ebb and flow of up and downs and uh ben has lost how many pounds 35 i've
1: lost um 46 all 46 all together okay 29 since the contest right because i was was already down 16 Yeah. yeah
2: so i was down to 213 this morning from two twenty one. No. no you're <laughs> I was this morning. I after swear after
1: COVID you were down to two oh nine. Well I
2: know. So okay. I <laughs> gained four pounds at family camp, but <laughs> I know. But uh, I'm going down for I'm getting I'm getting down to two hundred get back to my fighting weight. So yeah. That's that's the goal. So another uh,
1: guest on the the podcast today that's gonna Man, yeah, I can't stand good-looking people that are in shape. <laughs> he's, he's I going just to, he's, he's, can't stand he's, it. Man.
2: He's going to challenge uh, it. Well, that give us a goal, man. Here we go. So, again, I'm really excited tonight. Um, we've got a, a special guest here tonight. He is the founder of the School of Man, and his name is Cole Rogers. Cole, welcome to the show, man.
4: Guys, I'm extremely grateful for being here, and I'm just sitting and listening, and I can tell you, the main reason why I'm grateful is that you're filling my heart full of laughter. And I think that <laughs> if more people would experience laughter every yeah. single day, this world would be just an incredible place. And it is an incredible place because we make it an incredible right. place. Men like yourself, men you know, like myself, men that are just putting out good in the world. I love it. And the humility and pride comment. I mean, that's just golden just absolutely <laughs> <laughs> that's just golden he got a
2: good laugh he got a really good laugh out of it i bet.
1: my my testimony is one of uh comes from a really bad place and uh so i felt the need to break the ice before i got I into control, uh you know really the first really place, say 25 so I felt 30
2: years of my life sorry about that we got a little bit yeah, back there my is my bad stupid phone so cole um man again like i said we're excited about having you on here i was reading your your bio and all the things that you've got going on and um why don't you just start off and and tell us your story um sure you know your testimony um how you got to where you are today uh, how school of man started and what prompted you to to start it and uh you can start as far back as you want or um however you want. I always tell men as I'm discipling them to have a two minute, a 10 minute and a 45 minute version of their testimony. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely. And this is, and I appreciate, appreciate the opportunity to honestly dive into it because every time I tell my story, just like anybody that's listening, Mm -hmm. just like you men that are there, your pain is converted into your promise. I mean, you think about it, the man that changed the world forever for greater good is, is Christ. Right. And, And there was a time that I did not have a relationship with Christ and I'll get into that. But our, our story, it it is something that is constantly evolving. It is something that everything in our life happens for us, not to us. And I just choose to look at life along the way. That's how I look at everything is that everything in my life up to this point has happened for me and not to me to forge me into the man that I am and the man that I'm chasing. I don't ever live in the past, all right? It's not a place to live in. It's a place that we can use to extract the wisdom and the gold that is out there. But before I ever launch in my story on any podcast that I do, every morning at Psalm, I always go through our ethos. This is an ethos that was created. It's like our Declaration of Independence, our constitution. We created it five years ago when I founded Psalm, and I didn't found like just established some out of a business plan it actually and, came and from psalm is
2: school of men just so people yeah. know psalm school is school of man. Of man. sorry yeah That's so a-
4: yeah school of man for for everybody is also known as psalm we call it, psalm. it but here's the ethos and this will be really a jumping off point because this ethos was crafted from all the trials the tribulations and and, and the obstacles that were in the way that i I have been through and thank God I've been through them. But here we go. As a man, I will treat every day as it is my last. I'll take on the everyday responsibilities as a man with a warrior mentality. I will not exist. I will live. I'm loyal to God, myself, my family, my brothers, and my wife, and I will give my all to bettering myself daily. I'm to be the man that Ashley dreams about at night but gets to wake up to in the morning. I'm to be the hero and the father that Ava and Landon need and the man they deserve me to be. I'm a fierce and special breed of brother to my team. I'm never backing down as life throws the spears at me. Instead, I view the spears as an opportunity to grow and help others with. I have found my why. I'm grounded in my purpose. I'm not lighthearted. I'm lionhearted. I'm secure enough to show the world my flaws, but fierce enough to attack them head on. And I will make a mistake as a man, but I'll own that mistake and suffer the consequences like I should. I have integrity in every aspect of my life and the humility to not boast about it. I know who I am and I'm in control of where my life has taken me. I've earned my team's ethos and I push towards earning it every single day and I'm actively conquering my core five while helping others do the same. I'm a leader, whether it be to one or many, I'm called a lead. I've learned to hold others lovingly accountable like a true leader would. My spirit is unshakable. My mind is unbreakable. When you look inside my soul, you'll see a warrior phoenix, one with fire in his eyes and ashes dripping from my wings of rebirth because I'm reborn daily due to the one second contract I've signed and on. I'm always pushing forward. I'm never looking back. I take my why, my leadership ability, and my experiences, and I help other men be free the way I am. God has blessed me with gifts I will never use for selfish gain. Instead, I will use them to help this world to understand by helping one, I can help change the world one life at a time. That ethos is an extremely... Important part of my soul, and it's a it's in a very important part of the school of man's soul. And how the story goes with me, and like you said, you can have a two minute, ten minute, forty five minute. I've told them right all. Uh, Well, we could, I mean, we could wrap it up
3: after that. Isos. that was solid. That's the show, folks. Thanks for coming out. uh That's all we got for you today. Ponder on that. that, that, that is deep. I like that. I that's it. good. Yeah, and
4: that's in but you know what man you guys so many men do not have an ethos right they just do not have anything that they they don't have anything they stand for or a shoreline and that was it's not like i just woke up one day and i just said hey i'm just gonna write this ethos (laughs) right absolutely not every time i said every day that i go into prayer i say that to myself and every day in front of the men at headquarters of School of Man, it is I say it in front of them, God. or one of my teachers does, et cetera. But here's how it got here's here's how it really got its life, if you will. My wife and I have been married for close to eleven years, actually. God knew what he was doing when he when I found her on Heat Harmony. It's funny how God works. Nope. <laughs> so I met her on eHarmony. <laughs> and uh it was it was uh, back when e-harmony was first kind of getting its its thing going and i was like right. i really you know i really don't want to do this but i'm going to do it because i want to date but i was living in raleigh during north carolina working 70 hours a week and just like hey i'm tired of being in the bars and i just want to actually have a conversation so i go right. on e-harmony and talk about humility. I put my a picture of myself with two girls on it. Well, I didn't realize it. I just thought that hey, you know, I look good in it, so I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah, the, the two girls were my sister and my cousin, and we were at a party that I took a picture of. But yeah, my great. lack of humility only looked at like, hey man, this is yeah. I look really good in this picture. Well, anyway, long and short on that end is that Ashley ended up going on a date. Well, the one of the guys I was working with in Raleigh, North Carolina actually knew her really well. Well, so I, it was weird how that worked. It's like, okay, I'm going on this day with this girl by the name of Ashley right. Walker. And he's like, Ashley Walker, his name's Josh. And she, he goes, I know Ashley Walker. And it was like, Oh my God, such a small world. I should have just asked you brother just to hook me up instead of me going on. You That's crazy. That is real crazy. But, um, but that's where the relationship formed. And I always told myself if I was to bring a girl across like back home, cause I'm from central Arkansas yeah. and I'd moved off to Nashville, Tennessee and into Raleigh, Durham, that if I were to bring a girl home, that it would be the one, she would be the one because I'm doing this one time. And if I'm going to introduce her, to my mother and my grandmother, she'll be the one. She, know, yeah. and, that's, and, and that's just, you know, That's just the way my mind works and operates. And sure enough, she was the one. What she didn't know were were the shadow sides that I brought into our relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was 27, 28. And when I left Conway, Arkansas, central Arkansas, all I cared about were really three things that we as men have been taught to benchmark ourselves on since boys, sex, money, and athletics. Those were the three things that I really cared about. And at 18, I was saving myself for marriage, but I ended up losing my virginity to my girlfriend at the time. And she felt guilty. I felt guilty. Well, she held it over my head. And at the end of the day, it created this scar and I put a callus on my heart. Oh, man. So, and, you know, it, it, I remember vividly, we would always get a Christmas tree, a real Christmas tree. We still do. My mom loves a real Christmas tree. And, I was sitting in my 94 short bed Chevy with my father and he and I never really had the talk or a conversation. I just saw my cousin get his girlfriend pregnant and I didn't want to follow suit. So saving myself was something that was very special, even with locker room talk going on. Because I was big into sports in the school, in the high school, etc. But I just sat there and for the first time broke down and cried like almost snot bubbles coming out of my nose. It was a very, it was one of the very first times that I remember being ultra vulnerable, like just Mm -hmm. 100% pure, like when I was a child, meaning like 100% pure liberation. I needed to get off my chest. My dad was there to console me and love me. He didn't grow up with a father, so he did the best he could. All he knew, and, and, and he's my hero to this day, was to work. That's basically what he knew, right? Uh, he never missed a ball game, but that's what he knew. So he consoled me, he loved on me, uh, the, you know, sophomore year of my high school, uh, my high school career, I was bullied, got the crap kicked out of me on the bus, starting point guard type of deal. And, and, and that was another vulnerable moment for me. So all these calluses started developing around my heart in regards to relationships. I go to Nashville, I get a job, And it's in a sales role. All I knew was like, hey, I'm not going to have another girlfriend. I'm going to stay single. I will not let anybody get close to me. And this is me getting further and further away from God and Christ. And in college, that's when Adderall was introduced to my world. And Adderall was used really to cram for tests the night before in the library, then was used at parties. And I brought that habit with me. Right. And in, in not thinking anything of it because you become your proximity. You become who you surround yourself right. with, which we've all heard. Your network equals your network. Well, over the course of six years, that Adderall turned into cocaine from time to time. And I embodied the mantra, the ethos of, hey, if you, you hang out with the owls at night, you soar with the eagles in the morning. And I could produce with the best of them sell with the best of them, number one producer, number one sales rep, money started to come in. It was, you know, it was one of those things that I had to humble myself more than once. And just so I would stay grounded and I would never keep a relationship for more than 90 days. So when I met Ashley, she, of course, doesn't know any of that because we all like to put these masks on throughout our life as men, right? And... You know, those were the masks that I was wearing. I was basically, you know, extreme alpha, still benchmarking my, if we were having sex or intimacy, hey, things things were good. You know, I moved out of Raleigh to start a business in central Arkansas. My income was cut in half, but you know what? I've got to grind. It's grind season homie. She comes long distance with me. And eventually, though, we ended up getting married. Well, that that is when the wheels started to somewhat shake on the car.
2: Yeah, when you're together a lot more than just uh, dating on yeah. the weekends and stuff, all of a sudden you can't hide it anymore.
4: Yeah, and when you don't have God or Christ in your right. life, it, it becomes very evident. Right. So you know, it was
1: interesting the ninety day comment that he made because I always I always tell younger you know teenage girls the first ninety days you're meeting somebody's representative. You're yeah. meeting the person <laughs> that they want you to think that they are. Right. Funny. And that's why probably that's so true. many relationships that end after ninety days, because after about ninety days, you gotta start being sure, yeah. they start to see who you start really are, real. right? Yeah, and the exactly. mask isn't working anymore.
2: Right, exactly. You're exactly
4: <laughs> right. Yeah. Representative. That's good. That's that's good. That's that's real good. And that's exactly what I was for more than ninety days with Ashley. And when I moved to Central Arkansas, and this is that I blew out my Achilles playing basketball. Well, I had to have my mom drive me around so I could cold call on businesses and I would crutch up and I would deliver them cookies and meet with the business owner or the business office or whoever it might be, right? Because time was ticking. And when I blew my Achilles, all I knew what to do was obsess over like one thing It's like, Hey, I'm getting married. I have to create this business. I am not going to fail. No, that's my mentality. Right. And Ashley eventually ends up moving from Raleigh to central Arkansas.
3: Now what, and, you started, what were you selling? I'm a sales guy. I always want to know what, what the business.
4: Yeah. Was, so, so I was, so my business is on the employee benefits side of insurance. That's insurance. Okay. Yep. And working with, working with larger employers. And so, it, and this was new for me. Like I came from an insurance carrier, like a Blue Cross Blue Shield to starting my own business, my own agency, et cetera. And uh, this was, you know, this was new, exciting adventure. And we ended up getting married. I mean, my income gets cut in half and it went to zero, but we ended up getting married. And I'll never forget. This is just to tell this, this is when I look back, this was one of those micro fractures that led to a significant you know break in our marriage and the night of our rehearsal dinner i completely get blitzed and i'm a perfectly flawed guy i mean that's how god created all of us but at that time at that time you 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 put on a like you said earlier a different representation well i go ahead and get blitzed because hey you know what it's so the last night before i'm I'm a married man. Right. And I go and knock on Ashley's door and I go into her room just to see her. And she ends up bawling her eyes out. I'm drunk. (laughs) And I, and I sit on the bed and it bounces me off of the bed and I fall on the floor. You know, this is her wedding day. This is (laughs) one in the morning, her wedding day. You know, I was going to to attempt to get some love, just speaking real and being, you know, just being as raw as I possibly can. She is crying her eyes out. Her maid of honor's in there telling me to get out. That's how I started her wedding day. Wow. Yeah. I did not go to sleep that night and I was actually looking for other jobs and careers because I didn't know if this business thing was going to work or not. Right. So I didn't go to sleep. The night of my wedding, I take Adderall, pretty much drug my foot around the entire day because I was still dealing with the Achilles tear Mm. and the recovery. Get married, have a blast, and we go to Costa Rica. And it was that time of the month for Ashley. Well, (laughs) okay. She
3: loved this story, probably, right?
4: (laughs) Oh, dude, I've told you thousands of times. I know. Yes, yeah, it's just yeah. like we're such an open book now because we that's have to. Awesome. this is why God put us on this earth. So we can, I'm speaking right. to some couple out there, another man that is definitely a former self of me. And I just have a few more ripples in the pond, right? Exactly. And, did I, uh,
1: did I and, tell you that's uh, how excited
0: I
2: was to have Cole on tonight? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's making yours look good. Dude. <laughs> no, no, he's making Ben's marriage look good, <laughs> but uh,
4: but yeah. she so long and short on the on the honeymoon, there is no sex, no oral sex. And that's when I got pissed off and right. I didn't realize she was taken advantage of in college. So selfish me goes to the bar again right. and gets blitzed, you know, so this becomes a pattern. Right. Well, we come back to central Arkansas. A month later, we settle in and we're sitting at our little coffee table in this this house. We just bought our starter home. And I said, I just don't think this is going to work. You talk about a girl that had just moved from the beach of North Carolina (laughs) to a landlocked (laughs) state in central Arkansas, trusted me every step of the way and definitely deserved a hell of a lot better. I talk about a tough woman and God knew what God was doing because she had to be in my life because if not, I was going to bulldoze someone else. Right. And well, she goes... Okay, well, yeah, that's not going to happen. And uh, we're going to figure this out. A week later, she brings me a pregnancy test and I'm drunk on Jack Daniels. And I throw the pregnancy test in the bushes because she was pregnant with a daughter because it wasn't, it wasn't going to my plan. So this is like the first, talk about the first 90 days of our relationship, you know, the representation then the first 90 days of my marriage and is like, like <laughs> complete like destruction like me just throwing match after match on everything and then burning it down
2: and you went
3: you went scorcher yeah. then you for about oh 80 days holy cow oh, yeah she so... was, dude she must be lovely like she's a lovely awesome person to do. <laughs> like, incredible that's... angelic
4: i mean i literally <laughs> throw it in the bush walk off don't talk to her the rest of the night. I mean, think about that, right? Now, and I don't ever shame, I don't ever shame myself. And I don't ever look back and say, well, damn it, I regret doing that. Would I do it again? Hell no. But um, the fact of the matter is, that's a part of what's helped me get to where I am today. And she's such a forgiving. That's what she taught me more than anything. The greatest thing that we can do is forgive outside of love thyself that's what christ has shown us i mean think about that he died on the cross for us i mean he knew what he was he knew his mission at the end of the day but to speed it up i mean the first six years of my marriage we uh we had two kids back to back one of ava madison flatlined on the operating table we almost lost ashley landon was born 12 months later our marriage was a sexless marriage We had no connection, ships passing in the night. We were the family that showed up to church fighting, walked into church happy, walked out of church fighting. That was us. It was a mask. It was an Instagram filter. So like when people ask me, are you on social media a lot? I'm really not. I like to detox from technology a a, a lot. Uh, And that's just me personally, because uh, you know, that first six years of my marriage, we lived the filter the entire time. I did more than she did. And it got really, really tiresome. I got so tired of seeing the man staring back at me in the mirror. I mean, goodness gracious, she was pregnant with Landon and the business started picking up. And so if the business was picking up and money was flowing in, everything was good. But you know what else I did is that I held the money bag over her head. Like, this is my money. This is not yours. I get it. It was pretty much not a free country in my house. And this is me being truly vulnerable with you guys.
3: Right. I would rather go.
4: I would rather go masturbate than pursue my wife. And then I'd wonder why my wife wouldn't want to make love.
2: <laughs> right.
4: You know what I mean? That's what I
2: I tell guys all the time, you know, you'll sit and watch pornography in the other room, your wife's laying in the bedroom. All you have to do is pursue her instead of trying so hard to hide this addiction and this, you know, um, and and it ends up screwing your marriage up more than anything. Just like you said, if you're not pursuing her, the last thing she wants to do is is have sex. And if you're you're out doing what you're not supposed to be doing, you're going to end up becoming the minute man and. Yep. up at that point in time so 100
4: yeah 100 yeah. and you know it was really the i mean man oh, we were in oxford mississippi and i was doing cocaine off of a counter and keep in mind i'm a professional successful guy check all the boxes that's the problem check all the you know the box lifestyle and she's pregnant with landon in the next room but yet i go out on on the town all night only to come back in for her to wake up to me handing her a cup of coffee that's yeah i mean if there was one addiction that i had to that woman it was white lying and it finally caught up with me and this is where i'll speed the story up for for the sake of time
2: well you're good buddy
4: yeah it was really that that fifth year when i finally broke i finally internally started to break down and i started really despising the man I was seeing in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I was not there for my kids. I was absent father, even when I was present. I was killing myself in my work, even though money was flowing in. Uh, you know, it was non existent relationship. My health, my health set. Yeah, it was about vanity and working out about how you know, really how I looked more than how I felt and how I performed. That's just where I was at that time in my life, and if you want a radical change, you got to do something radically different. And I and I love the quote by I think it's George Bernard Shaw who says the reasonable man adapts to the world, the unreasonable man makes the world adapt to him. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I had no other options because I just had started therapy. Ashley was ready to go to North Carolina, get a divorce. I was hiding a little Adderall. And when I couldn't get Adderall, I would buy B12 and snort B12 at my office. No lie. Because I needed, I needed an edge. I needed a a performance edge. That's where my mind was. And I just, I mean, it just got so, so tiring to keep up with that dark side, you know, that uh, of me and really what, what sort so, of change? So what
2: year what year was this just to get a reference man it's
4: 2022 so it had to be in 2013 2014. okay okay something good. Around there. yeah some, somewhere around there that could be off but uh but yeah i mean but i had this intern working for me and i just ripped him to shreds he did something i don't even remember now he's still on my team and he's like a little brother of mine but i was a leader I was emulating a leader that I was mentored by Mm -hmm. a very loving leader, someone that could run really hard at night, could produce during the day. I mean, just that's who I was basically mirroring myself off of. And I just remember him walking out crying and I just slid down my desk and I just started bawling. I shut the door, slid down the side of my desk and I just started bawling in the floor. Mm -hmm. Bawling. And I was like, man, my mind is like a monkey jumping from branch to branch. All I can focus on is how fast I can respond to an email. I mean, this isn't fun. This isn't how it should be. And I'm losing my wife. She's already gone. Plain and simple. She's checked out from our relationship. She's just being a phenomenal mother to our children. I mean, do you really want to, you know, a, a stranger... You know, walking your daughter down the aisle. And that's the things right. I started telling myself and started visualizing. So, long of the short, long, long of the short of that, I, I just started looking for different avenues that I knew would wake me up in a major way. And I linked up with some seals on the West Coast. And when I linked up with them, I went out for a camp. And I'll never forget running my first mile. And it was something, Radical for me at the time, because mm-hmm. as a central Arkansas boy, meditating, visualization, I grew up traditional Catholic. So, you know, some of this stuff was foreign to me, right. per se. And and it was really testing uh, some of my worldviews, but it felt so damn good to start releasing some of this weight I had been carrying around that i had placed on myself. And I'll never forget running that first mile after. And I hadn't ran a mile since my Achilles tear. And I remember a seal being right beside me on on one side. And my mentor now, who I can call night or day, on my left side, Brandon. And I just remember running that mile. It was like the most liberating experience that I'd ever felt. Because I had overcome a, a, a major hurdle in my mind. And it felt so freeing to my heart. And I remember getting on the beach and they made us hold a four minute plank and I've held hours of them now, but that four minute plank, the fire I felt in my belly, the fire, I felt in my soul and then jumping in the Pacific. It was, it was a reinvention for me at that point. I remember flying back from San Diego saying, I'm going back and I want more and but right now I have to focus on me. And that's really where I went all in on my therapy. At this point, there was still no God, no Christ, no studying, no reconnecting there. God, for me, was tapping into a higher power for myself, You know, understanding why I was created, working through the soul side of my life, the soul set, if you will. And so I made a point. I was like, you know what? I, I'm done with all this crap i'm done with it i'm burning the boat and but there's one thing that I, I was not done with and that was white lying and eventually caught up with me fast forward two years so ashley and i get better i'm meditating i'm journaling i'm waking up at zero dark 30 which is something i've always done but i was just not as intentional with my time and my energy right. energy is influence at the end of the day so i started getting those in alignment And I started saying, you know what, I'm going to let go. I'm going to, I'm going to detach. And that was one of the greatest gifts that I've learned and given myself is to detach and learn the art of fulfillment versus achievement and understanding how all that worked together. And I firmly believe you have to love thyself to love the world. And when I say that it's not in the narcissistic way, but God created you for a reason. And I started figuring that out. I started really liking what was staring back at me. I started loving that Ashley and I started reciprocating without expecting anything in return with her. It's kind of like a death by a thousand paper cuts in reverse. You know what I mean? In in the relationship.
2: Well, we always, always teach my man, um, that you need to outserve your wife.
4: That's a phenomenal way to say it.
2: That's you. Yeah. You learn to outserve. That way, you're not always expecting something in return. That's the ultimate. That's what God created us to do: is serve, not to mm-hmm. be served. You know, we are to be last, not first. And that's all in your marriage. And that's why men were created stronger. We were created, you know, to be the spiritual head of the household that w- allows us to go in and be sacrificial. You know, the Ephesians 5 says, love your wife as Christ loved the church. So how do we love, how did Christ love the church? Well, he sacrificed himself for it. So that's what we have to do as well. We have to sacrifice for our wives and our children, even though we may want to go sit on the couch or the lazy boy or plop on, you know, go to what, go to Xbox or, you know, go zone out. We're to be there to serve um, our families.
1: Yeah. When you, when you, um, When you find out how much God truly loves you, you find that out through loving others.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Not, through, it's not, not yeah. through
1: how much God loves you. Mm-hmm. God says you love because I first loved you. Right. And so, like with my grandkids, my 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 three grandkids, eight, five, and four, is when I finally realized in life how much God loves me, and it's because of how I look at them, how much I love them, how much I want good for them, how much I want to protect them. And that's where I realized how much God loves me was how much I love them.
2: That's good.
4: That's powerful. Yeah. That's good.
2: Powerful. All right. Sorry to cut you off there. No, oh, I mean, Continue. this is
4: about, Hey guys, this is for me. Every time I get the opportunity, this is about bettering each yeah. other. That's what it we're, is. that's what we're here to do, man. But yeah, so for really the when I started to to make make the moves in my life, it felt really really good and I was like, "You know what? I can't be the only screwed up business professional that's wearing a mask out here." <laughs> and I got really tired of just having to suppress what I wanted to fully say, but I wasn't ready. God God wasn't he 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 was readying me for something bigger. And I didn't realize it until two years, you know, two years in the future when I went through hell week as a civilian. And like, and I was like, you know what, this is something that I have to do, I must do it because it's gonna completely make me change right. my identity. And it's a simulation camp for Bud students and then civilians like myself. And it's 100% straight out of BUDS, Navy SEAL BUDS. Hell. Well, during that time, I also bought a CrossFit gym and it was a complete dumpster fire. It's like a sorority and fraternity mixed into one. And I didn't buy it because I wasn't into CrossFit at that time. I was literally, this wasn't but seven years ago, just finding my path and renewing my confidence in my health set that is, that started connecting me with my mindset, my heart set and my soul set. I was just I just wanted to have a place to where I can coach men one on one. And I knew through the physical mountain, it was going to allow me to crack the vulnerability and the mindset, all this stuff i had been working with the seals on for close to two years. And it was a dumpster fire. I was putting cash in it left and right, but not telling her anything about it. But our marriage was getting better. We're, we can we fool ourselves into mistaking movement with progress a lot and and that's the truth we we really really do until we get slapped in the face and our jaw gets broken then we truly wake up it's funny
2: it's funny you say that i i had a company it was a multi-million dollar company that i had for years and um i didn't realize you you don't realize the holes that you have in your business until the cash flow stops
0: hmm, yeah
2: once the cash flow stops you realize all these holes that you were filling with cash you know just and and masking it with cash and uh, I was doing that in my personal life you know I was just I was letting my wife spend as much as she wanted because over here I'm spending this much and uh we just had this massive disconnect on exactly what spending good money was and um making sure that we save it and and budget it correctly we just didn't have that and because we had cash flow coming in yeah and then all of a sudden, when you start borrowing from Peter to pay Paul, uh, and the cash flow stops, you realize real quick where you screwed up. So yeah, hundred percent, right there. And then, then I'm going back trying to make sure that my wife, um, you know, at least I'm trying to cover up the lies or the, and it wasn't even lies; it was just not, no communication whatsoever. And that's that, where that's we a, were.
4: Yeah, yeah, and that's where I was. And, and, and the other thing too is like I was at that time. I never wanted to admit defeat to her. It was more me shaming myself. And that's just pride kill. Pride is worse than cancer. Right. Right. Like it, it it, it kills more men than heart disease and cancer combined. Mm -hmm. And that's just where I was at that time. But I go through the hell week. I was one of nine out of 50 to graduate. But lo and behold God put a special person in my life that completely changed my life for the better. And if I tear up, I mean, I'm not going to apologize for it. If I, if I tear up, this this is 5 years ago, well 6 years ago now that this man changed my life and he's immortal. You know, that's the, the that's the thing we should all want to chase immortality based upon the good that we put out in this world as men. Amen. And Kirk shows up on the line with me. We're both smurfs, meaning like we're short. <laughs> and <laughs> we we kicked it off. And I mean, there's 50 dudes, bud students, r- you know, Rangers, right. other guys that are just like, hey, do I want to go through buds, etc. out there? And I mean, right out the gate is just game time. And that's what I love. That's and that's what I craved and, and hunger for, even to this day. And right. the pressure was on. I wasn't going to go back home with my tail tucked in between my legs. I wasn't going to quit. And one guy after another started dropping, but there was Kirk and myself the entire time, linked arm in arm, basically competing against each other in the most healthiest ways, not comparing the ones that we were in it. to. We were in it to win it together. Right. right. And over the course of 60 hours, it just dwindled down to me, him, and our seven other teammates. And he and I just got so close of just getting to know each other's family. You, you know, if he was if he was taking a leak, I was right there beside him. I right. mean, you weren't going anywhere without that swim buddy.
2: Right. And I'll never
4: forget, they broke us up into two teams, which is natural. And it was the night ruck. And you don't sleep. I mean, it's 100% just straight up. I mean, it's a beat down. Right. So Kirk was struggling. And I remember walking, you know, we're rucking up this mountain and it was pays to be a winner. And it was myself and my team and another team. And the hardest, one of the hardest decision I've ever had to make was giving him to the other team because the other team had a couple guys drop out. Mm. And, You know, I had his rucksack on the front of me and my rucksack on the back of me. My teammates had their rucksacks, et cetera. But I made the decision for the team because I knew that on the top of the mountain was going to be hydration and a break, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And they struggled. Kirk was struggling. And I remember getting up there and we're laying on our bellies and the instructor sees me crying. I was crying. Granted, I was also seeing stuff in the sky, just like anybody else was at that time. And he said, why are you (laughs) like, yeah, (laughs) like, why are you crying? And I said, because I did not want to give my teammate up. These guys are my team. These are my, you know, these are my boys. Like, this is how we make it, you know, and guys, everybody that's listening to this shield to shield, shoulder to shoulder is another ethos of mine you right. never do life alone and at that time i really was we we trick ourselves into thinking we are not because we have these surface driven relationships but the fact of the matter is a lot of times men are yeah. and i always we,
2: use the i always use the picture of uh you know the lion in the the jungle and the herd of antelope that are all out there you know as long as their herd of antelope are, are together they don't attack but the, the moment that they encroach and the herd takes off and then you've got this one that goes veers off the other way that's the one that gets eaten yep. and that's just Easy. That's
4: I, yeah. Yeah. the best analogy real yeah.
1: quick i saw i saw an interview on joe rogan with uh andy stump
4: oh yeah uh, stump.
1: Seals. and so he he served with jocko Link and then he became an, an seals instructor and one of the things that he said was he said told joey said everybody that gets in the bud school can do it physically there's not one person that physically can't do it he said but where, where what separated the guys that got through it from the guys that didn't was we over me yeah right? so they would tell you you stay with your swim buddy you know you you stay with your team or whatever and then they would cause a bunch of ruckus and there would be guys just run off and leave their team and he said the guys that got we over me the quickest were the guys that got through it and the guys that kept their world small They worried about getting to the next meal, like you said earlier. You knew if you got to the top of the hill or whatever it was, you said that there was water there. Mm -hmm. So he said instead of thinking about the whole getting through the day, he thought about getting to the next meal because then he knew he would get 10 minutes of break or whatever it was. Anyway, I thought that was compelling. That's good. No,
4: 100%. And it's the the smallest victories of our life, which every man should be able to at least get Jot three down in one day. Mm. I mean, victory every single day leads to the results that we most desire. I mean, it also puts things in perspective as well for Good. you. And anyway, so Kirk, we come down the mountain. So my boat crew wins up the mountain. Kirk struggling. We hydrate. We go back down the mountain. Kirk struggling. He ends up defecating himself, and no one catches it. And I'm just like, Hey man, like we've got it. I've got to tell somebody I said, no, I'm not quitting. I said, you're not, it's not that you're not quitting brother. Like we, it's important. He said, no, I'm in it. I'm good. I was like, okay. They check him out. And he's like, yeah, he, he's good. etc." Anywho, long or short of it, the next day we get all the way through, we go to secure. I mean, I've cleaned this man, been beside him every step of the way. And as we go to secure, he falls out at my feet and the last breath leaves his body.
2: Holy cow.
4: And I remember Ashley running up because this is a big deal. I mean, even the guys that rang the bell, even the guys that did not make it show up to celebrate this small, you know, this small team that glued together Mm -hmm. to complete what a lot of people think is impossible. Right. And it has deep meaning to a lot of us, and you grow very close within that short time frame, just due to the post-traumatic growth that is basically injected into the equation. Right. And keep in mind, I've been training for this for almost two and a half years. Complete identity shift. He he passes. I mean, it was one of the most spiritual things that I've been a part of, but it was almost one of the. It was, the most, uh, it was the most, it was the most, it, it shattered the calluses around my heart that it finally needed to shatter. It was the most awakening moment that I should say that I had ever experienced. And Ashley's running, they're doing CPR. You know, we're out of it. I'm crying. It's like, what? It just happened. And I fast forward a week. Kirk's past, two little boys, wife in Long Island, New York. And I have a shadow box of all of him in my office. And he was the one that, that actually is the founder of the, the school of man of SOM because a week later, check this out, a Christian radio show similar to this one. Now it was not geared towards men's ministry but here locally gets a ton of listeners ask me to come on and tell my story in full wow two two and a half hours i told that i told my story in full and i'm talking about all the way from my childhood to my cheating ways in high school to the white line to the addiction to validation to The calluses on my heart, losing my virginity, sleeping with countless women, Adderall, cocaine, being able to produce just I completely let it go. Now, I had been in therapy with my wife for almost two and a half years at that point. Guess who not the only person who had never heard that outside of all the other thousands upon thousands, the most important person was Ashley oh my goodness and all the white like she couldn't try I finally gained her trust back right and then like quicksand, I just went down
2: starting all over now how long was this after you're married
4: that was six years well
2: so you've been married after, six years and just you finally gotten all leveled out and yep. imploded Kirk,
4: and, and that's why I bring Kirk up is because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been on that He saved my marriage. Ultimately I have to do the work. He saved my life. He showed me what it means to live and not exist. That's when you heard me lead off with the ethos. That's what that comes from. That's great. He true believer in Christ, true believer in God puts me on a Christian radio show at the time. I didn't have any relationship. Right. And, uh, yeah, I, and, and I'll never forget. Like she calls me, she said, I'll see you in therapy. I don't even want to see you this weekend. Holy cow.
2: No kidding.
4: Yeah. And I remember showing up to therapy, Chanel Family Therapy. JC McDaniel, who's dear friend of mine now, part of the School of Man, combat veteran, Marine. He just looked at me and she's bawling her eyes out again on one side of the couch and I'm on the other. He goes, Brother, the amount of money you make is going to solve this issue. Mm-hmm. He says, you, he knife hands me. And he said, un yourself. Now he says the full words. Right. And the one thing you can always get me on is like disappointment. I never want to disappoint anyone that I highly admire and respect or someone that puts a lot of energy into me that believes right, exactly. in me. Right. And we go out into the car. And I don't say anything. He's like that pit in your stomach that every man has felt every man's felt. It. I don't care who you are because you're, yep. you're perfectly flawed. And I couldn't say anything. There was nothing I could say at this point. Kirk was making me face up, man up. Right. And deal with the things that matter most. Quit avoiding the, you know, quit running from this cold. Now you got to run towards it, Cole. You have to deal with it head on because your wife's here sobbing again, again. Right. Dang. And she sat there and sobbed and she's like, I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what to do with you. I did never. I never once went into the woe is me state. I
3: right. never
4: once went into the victim mind state. I went into it's time to fight. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. It's time to fight. I'm tired of the self-sabotage, Rogers. And I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> I do. I, I will get after myself in the mirror, but that man is how school of man got to start. I did not start school of man with a business plan. Right. I see a major, I saw, so I, I was invited to be a guest speaker after a, they heard me on a radio show and I told the story in full to a men's group. And man, they, they basically looked at me and then they went back in their Bible. And after I was ultra vulnerable and I was very raw at that time. And that's the only way I knew how to best teach and present. And it was very liberating for me. And that's when I said, you know what, this isn't working for me. I was very disenfranchised with what I saw locally. Right. No real change, no results. And so I set out on a quest. It wasn't cold school. Man. I had to, I had to heal myself. I had to, Create my own reality, if you will. Right. And through that CrossFit gym, of all things, <laughs> there's one man that I knew would go toe-to-toe with me and would buy into my training and would mm-hmm. buy into how I would train, go back to my white belt ways. go back to you know the breathing, which I never mm-hmm. left, the journaling. But now we're going to focus on things that matter most. Now we're going to train like God created us to train. Now we're gonna be ultra vulnerable, right? We're gonna, nothing's off the table. I'm tired of it. I'm tired Praise of all of God. it, it's go time, baby. It's go time. And all of a sudden, organically, guys just started showing up. Praise God, that's awesome. And it's it's the craziest thing.
2: So <laughs> this, this was when, when was this? 2000? Five years ago. Okay, so five it was years, was, okay. Yeah, so this was 2017. Okay.
4: 2016, 2017, and I said, you know what? And I would always push back on Christ. I would always push back on God, but you know, I could go train for, for four hours. I could hold an hour plane. We could do log PT. It got us to the point I knew through the physical that, that what I've learned through the seals is like, Hey, I know that this piece of it, we have to train hard, right? We do. be smart, but train hard because that's going to get me to the vulnerability piece. To the emotional piece, then the mental piece, then the soul piece. I knew all of that. And that's how Psalm got its grassroots start. But I did it to where I was like, I just want a ragtag crew. Men from all walks of life, but I'm going to limit it to to Mm. 12, pretty much. So Jesus could change the world with 12, I mean, you know, that is the ultimate warrior at the end of the day. There's something to that, to that formula.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and
4: and so what I thought to myself is like, you know what? They didn't know it at the time until finally I started saying, guys, I have to, I have to be reborn as a man. I like I have to, I, I have to for my family, but for myself, for my future self, et cetera. And this is why we are doing it this way. Right. Like they they bought yeah, into nice. the ultimate vision. I was like, your dream, your vision will fit inside this vision. Like, that's just how this whole thing works. We're going to better each other's men by helping each other focus on what matters most. And lo and behold, everything started getting better because I was, or I recruited the most highest caliber men or the most highest caliber men showed up in my life on showed me how to be a father, how to be a husband. That's they didn't cool. have to say anything. I just needed to be around them. And it was very magical, one of those magical moments when and in, in school of man, when you go through our brotherhood class, you have big missions that are that accomp- that are accompanied with what we call an alpha box that right. it embody our core five: live, love, learn, lead, and legacy. And there's gear in it, book and et cetera. Then there's a lesson plan and we follow it. And anywho, well, in order to earn my alpha box that month. Adam Pratt brought a Captain America suit for me and a Captain America suit for Landon. And Landon was like five at the time. And we had a Nerf war at the CrossFit gym, which is 18,000 square feet. <laughs> Usually it's you carrying, you bear crawling for a mile or carrying a log for a mile with your team. But that was the hardest thing for me because I have an addiction to control, right. which most guys like me do, which all that is, is an insecurity. hmm but he forced me to be playful with my son, and I'm so grateful now because now he kisses me, he tells me he Amen. loves me, and when he was diagnosed as autistic in January, guess who da- who was there right there beside him? Dear old dad. Amen. And, and and you know this is a process, guys. Nothing can be microwaved. Right. Nothing can be microwaved. You can't Amazon Prime this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus went out in the desert forty days, forty nights. I mean, for the love of 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 Pete, it just—you think about him dying on the cross. I mean, the ultimate sacrifice, mm-hmm. the ultimate art of love, right, right there. And you've right. got to kill your weak self to find your true self, and that's just the truth.
2: And that and, we we see that a lot too in our men's ministry is that everybody you know, unfortunately what people are looking at is they're looking at you and they're looking at, at me. I'm, you know, I've, I've, been a Christian 17 years. I've been a pastor for 15 of those 17 years. Um, we have a men's ministry, you know, like a, an international men's ministry and it's taken 17 years to get there. Yeah. And then guys come into my sphere of influence. And the next thing you know, they're wanting to be where I'm at without putting in the work and <laughs> trying to get to that place. And it's kind of, <laughs> It's kind of like i always say like you know christianity is a lot like exercise you literally you have to have a plan you have to um uh, be consistent you have to yep. put in the work and you have to you have to do it daily and if you don't you're not going to be at a place physically or spiritually where you want to be and 100%. You know, most most men will not set up a, a, a two-year five-year ten-year goal they're wanting a You know 90 day what kind of pill can i take and lose 70 pounds i've watched ben sitting across the table from me literally we've got a picture of um of our very first podcast compared to now and i sent it to him a couple weeks ago or a month ago and you can just see that he's and this has been six months that he is just dwindling down the weight and getting rid of of the weight And, and, and on the flip side i've watched him for the last six years grow in his christianity like he came in uh into my church the very first day thinking within a month he would probably be preaching and really quick we, we wiped that out pretty quick I, I, actually he did that himself we didn't even have so, to do anything yeah it's it's but he's grown over the last six years which is beautiful
1: yeah it's a, it's uh, um i say this all the time and one day Jody's gonna say listen you can't say this on the podcast for at least a month <laughs> proverbs four twenty three. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's a heart issue. Yep. I used to want to, when I was 261 pounds, I used to want to <laughs> do it for a vain reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now I want to do it for my health.
2: Right.
1: I just want to do it for my health. I'm 51 years old. Mm-hmm. I've been overweight since 2013. 2013 was the last time I was under 200 pounds. And so it's just, it's just different now. And that's what, that's what men want Men, You, you have to, whether you're selling, whether you're discipling, whether you're helping men, the, every issue in our life is our heart. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. That's where some of the, some of the verses call it the wellspring, which is the source, right? It's the beginning. It's the beginning. It's where it all lies, all the bad stuff, all the reasons why we do the things that we are, we do. That's why Jesus says, I will give you a new heart. Right problem is as christians sometimes we think that's immediate right he says i come back to restore i came back to make new what your heart
2: amen just like
1: you're just like you did to your life and just like you're teaching men and son of men you're getting them to reprogram every bad habit every lack of discipline. I don't even know the, the, the intimacy of the program, but I can kind of tell mm-hmm. you're, you're basically reprogramming men.
4: Yep, that's good. You know,
1: or helping men reprogram. Right.
4: 100%. I mean, if you push down pain as a man, it will come out and rear its ugly head in other forms.
2: Yeah. Uh, and most of the time anger. Yeah. 100%.
4: Yeah. 100%. And, and, and that's been these past five years for me, guys. My wife and I were, were rocking and rolling, extremely in love, falling in love all over again. It's awesome. The memory, it's it's the things. I mean, it's the memories and the experiences that I care about more than anything. That's just it. Memories yep. and experiences. And over the course of five years with School of Man, it's, it is my ministry. You asked me that. In a, right? messenger. It, it's a hundred percent why God put me on this earth. And it's a different, it's a different way of doing things. And you hit the nail on the head reprogramming is, is definitely a good way to say it. But at the end of the day, you've got to do the work, you know, if right, exactly, you know, if I have to, that's why I start off with my ethos is because that is a stark reminder every day that I say it to myself that I have to maintain My humility, my integrity, I have to be lion hearted. I have to live and not exist to be loyal to God, myself, my family, my brothers and my wife. Those are all things that were born out of my story and other men's stories of saying like, you know what, this is going to go on for over a hundred plus years. That is our, that is our mission and our vision is to be a force for good for the world for over a hundred plus years. And we do it in an unconventional way because I'm an unconventional character. <laughs>
0: right.
4: <laughs> At the end of the day, and uh, but oh, but what I've learned over the past five years after doing 24 hours of burpees, I've done some create what people think that is freaking crazy stuff. 24 yeah, so hours.
2: You got the world record on burpees. Seriously? Well, it's
4: probably broken by now. Broken I know by probably, now? Yeah, I. It, that was one of those deals that. Again, it had nothing to do about a world record right? and it had everything to do because I'm a big patriot, I'm a big believer in our veterans, so is some, and it had everything to do to call to action to men to live and not exist. I can do 24 hours of burpees, has nothing to do about bragging rights. You know, people find that to be interesting. I'm just like, I was like, you know what? It was one of those deals. I told somebody that I'm going to do something. And it was that November, that Thanksgiving, a few years ago, I told Chris black who's one of my head trainers at school. of man said, I'm going to do 24 hours of burpees and I'm going to set the record. Wow. And he started, and he started laughing he said, okay. And when I say, I'm going to do something, I honor my commitments because every time you don't, you lower your self worth. There's so many men that break their contracts with themselves. And then they wonder why they're always starting over or why self sabotage is right around the corner and it and the one thing
3: speaking to us (laughs) man but that's good well i think it's important like one of the things i want to come back to and just re-emphasize it's process like yes when you have a solid process and this is something i'm i'm not in great shape now when i was in great shape there was all these physical things that i could do on a whim, like hey we're gonna go uh climb this mountain or we're going to go on like a three-day hike or we're going to, and people thought, wow, that's, that's impressive that you can just do that. No, it was all processed. Meaning I had a process in place where I was disciplined with my Mm -hmm. fitness. Then the box of things that I can do or my capacity is much larger. Our spiritual process is no different. If my, if I'm in prayer every day, if I'm reading my Bible every day, um, if I'm focused on those things that have exponential growth tied to them my capacity for (laughs) growth ministry and what i'm able to do are higher not because i'm extra special it's just because i can i can do that because my process is solid and the process is the purpose, meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not here to be perfectly complete, we're here to be a part of that process, a part to grow closer to Christ, To and I think that translates over into um, your personal life as well, not just your spiritual, but it's just the process. It's all all phases.
4: Yeah, it's all phases, and I see on Friday at headquarters, I had, we have a football field right behind us, and I had the group, bear big group. And I said, what do you see behind me? And of course, guys said, what's well, a football field. It's football season is coming up. I said, no. So what you see, I said, let's look at this end zone right here. And, and being a pastor, you're the best of the best at doing this, right? Making analogies and helping right. people relate to to stories and, and visualizations, etc. I said, it's always hardest in the beginning. I don't care who you are. It's always hardest in the beginning for change. Like, it's going to take absolute guts and grit to wake up at 345 in the morning every single freaking day. It's going to take guts and grit to go back into the therapist's office and write in your journal. So that's the heart. I said, but you see in the middle here, 10, 20, 30, 40, we see all the, I said, that right there is the field of dreams. It also be the field of crap. And what I also say, and I see a lot of times. Is guys are so in love with their former self that they're not willing to run through the field of crap or what I like to call the field of dreams that they just will go right back to the beginning. But if you make it and when you do make it on the other side, because that is the process you finish to begin, that is gorgeous. That is exactly where most of us want. But but one percent only actually get there. Because what I find, guys, more than anything, and it was really easy for me in the beginning, too, is to fall back in love with my former self because that's the easy button. He sneaks back in every single chance he can get. And over five years, six years that I have just embraced this this mindset, this mantra, it is the process that refines us. Mm -hmm. Kirk Nickname is the metal forger. It's on all of our insignias. You earn our Phoenix and psalm. it takes up to three years to really do that. That stands for rebirth. It's a body of work. But in the Phoenix is a sword into the flame on that insignia and it stands for the metal forger. Life is a flame and you're the sword. Well, how does the sword get tempered? It's through the hammer. You constantly have to bring the hammer back spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, so on and so forth. And that's how it finally last year I earned my Phoenix after it was the fourth year that Psalm had been established because I could look at my wife and say, I don't white lie to you anymore. I serve you just like we talked about on top of the hour. And this isn't going to stop. By the way, there are no finish lines in our life. This is only going to get better. And I, I know myself so well now know thyself, right? And that to me is the most beautiful thing in our life is the process is the guts that it takes. Like the 24 hours of burpees, it had nothing to do about the burpees. It was about me holding and honoring a commitment to myself and saying what I, I was going to complete it. I was going to do it to the best of my abilities. In fact, I did a test for eight hours and have that record too, but it's not going to be in a record book anywhere. And that's okay by me. I don't care. I mean, I did 3,600 burpees in eight hours and CrossFit burpees. You know, I've done a lot of intense stuff and I don't do it for recognition. I'm detached from all that. I do it because it allows me to teach. It allows me to grow, but it allows me to make sure that I'm staying on my set point And I'm always shifting into a new identity, no different than a caterpillar turning into a butterfly, a leaf falling off the tree and growing back. That's how I operate in my life now, because we only have 86,400 seconds and God has a plan for me. And I'm just one of those guys that when and if I get that opportunity to go up there, I'm not going to make sure I'm going to make sure he's not pissed off at me. I want to make sure you say, yep, you used everything. You, I, all these gifts you accumulated along the way. Kurt, uh, you know, between Kurt, the therapy sessions, all these magic moments that have happened and you didn't use them. Uh uh-uh. uh. Right. That's not okay by me. You know, and that's just how I think and operate, gentlemen. And that's how that's Psalm operates.
2: That's great. Now, when, when was it that you gave your life to the Lord? Do you remember that moment?
4: Oh, man it was one of those that I'm sure it's like anybody else. I just really haven't talked about it. Like I've always believed in a higher power. I will say that. Right. But when I gave my life back to the Lord, it would have been, it would have been not this past April, but the April before. So really just close to, Closing in on almost a two-year delta, almost. And it was when I saw, like, we have a, every March, it's a three-day event here, invitation only, called Rebirth. And a lot of my guys that are, we have every walk of life in some agnostics and, and Christians, et cetera. And rebirth is no different, like I said earlier, from caterpillar to butterfly. Jesus resurrecting us, not to take right. place of Jesus by any stretch, yeah. but, uh, but when I saw one of our seal instructors break down and cry, and he finally let it all go, I mean, he's a very decorated seal. I mean, that's when I knew there was something bigger at play. Mm. And, it, and it was because of just the environment, just the energy and the electricity and the spiritual work. It was the Holy Spirit at work. I, I don't have anything else to say. And then getting right. to see his SEAL teammate. And these guys and are very close, like brothers, hugging him. I mean, these guys have been nine combat deployments. Wow. And this guy over here, and I'm keeping their names, of course, right. you know, out of this, over here has given his life to Christ. This guy struggles with it. Seal sniper, nine deployments, same over here. And they're sitting there hugging and loving it. It had to do with a, a niece of his, a young niece passing. And he just had been carrying that weight around for so long. He's seen so much stuff downrange. I mean, it's unreal. Right. But that's something that he was carrying along because a guy in Psalm had earned his Phoenix, my boy Travis May, and he had lost his son. And he and and it almost tore apart their marriage. And you have to come and give your testimony in front of everybody, families, kids, and everybody before you earn your Phoenix. And you have to go through our series, you got to go through the whole what we call the path in Psalm. And then you go through a crucible 12 and a crucible 24 and a crucible 55. And then and only then by committee are you awarded your Phoenix based upon your body of work that you've done the work and your wife says, yeah, hey, he's a different man. Or we say, yep, <laughs> like you are, you, yeah, you are a different man, meaning like you've actually worked on the things that matter most. And mm-hmm. Travis tells that story, guys, and I watched both of them just ball their eyes out. And that's when I knew at that time I was like, man, I can't keep. Again, I got to focus on what matters most. I can't keep running from this and I got to run towards it. Praise God.
2: That is awesome. It's, it's crazy because you you said something there. What I do with uh, men in leadership in the church is before I allow them to step into leadership, I talk to their wife first. Uh, yeah. In order to find out where they are. Are they loving her like Christ loved the church? Are they reading their Bible? Are they washing her with the water of the word? Are they, um, you know, raising their children to be godly in an ungodly world? And you know, when when a a man is doing that at home, I can trust that he's going to do it here. Um, you know, here at the church as well, uh, or even in Man Up Ministries. You know, a lot of time with our Man Up God's Way Ministry, like uh, we'll we'll take our guys to the best of our ability and train them, disciple them, and then you know give them the ability to speak and at our conferences and stuff like that, and you know just helping them grow outside of in a parachurch uh, organization outside of the church which then will give them the ability to grow in the church uh i like how you did that you know they they can pass on was it the 55 is that what you say would you what, was yeah that- so it
4: stands for so you go through like with school of man and that's where kind of taking it back so,
2: yeah what okay go ahead yeah i was yeah, gonna say what back, explain explain to us what
4: yeah so what i saw was is like okay what we're talking about right now is like there's no linear progression So like when, when Kirk passed, it was like, okay, he passed and what's next? Like where, where is the linear progression like jujitsu for a man? And so when all the, when these group of men showed up on my doorstep and we started building, building this curriculum and lesson plan and I said, you know what, I did not know anybody before I showed up to the hell week simulation. Said, so I need you guys. We're not going to, we're not going to, this will not be artificial brotherhood. You're not going to be running around calling yourself brother. You did not earn that term. Right. I'm an earned philosophy guy. I said, So we're going to train for 10 months and you're going to do a 55 hour crucible. It'll be the safest, yet most rewarding crucible for you guys in the world. I will run it, bring in instructors. It'll be just next level spiritual. And it was. And for 10 months, we built a curriculum and that was our first iteration of our curriculum and our lesson plan, focusing on the key tenants that we believe in Psalm. And lo and behold, I mean, it was just I mean, there was it was just beyond powerful class one. But then right around the corner, a second class shows up like, hey, I want some of that. What are you all doing? And it's very mystique. There's mystery to what we do. And I like to keep it that way. But here's what I saw. As great as the training was, these guys still were not ready. And you hit the nail on the head to move to the next level to lead and help grow and really be, you know, develop the discipleship of some. They started regressing. They started going backwards because that was the easy button. Like, hey, we've done all this work for 10 months. I'm good. Right, right, because that's what we've been institutionalized to believe and think. Industrialized.
2: Do a a program for three, five months, and then be done with it. Yeah,
4: that's what we've been industrialized to think.
2: That's what Ben and I've been trying to get into our heads is that it's a lifestyle. You know, yep. It's just like Christianity, and that's you try to tell people all the time that you know Christianity is not just on Sundays; it is a lifestyle. You've got to make lifestyle. You've got to make sure that you're doing it, you know, daily and um, and focusing on it. That's where most men quit.
4: Yeah, and that's exactly right. And so what I started seeing was this regression. Well, I'm still working on myself 100%. And I'm working on myself through basically building some. Well, class two comes along and class one is just floating out there, still involved, still helping with the guys, helped with the second crucible, got a lot out of that. Uh, and then really over the past five years we have done things the wrong way that's how you best learn
2: right exactly
4: right like that's how you best learn uh we have recruited you know men that do not embody our ethos our mission and our vision and they were in it for themselves not the we factor like we talked about earlier so we got all these good good things that have happened over the past five years and what we've done over five years and it's evolved to where now you've got multiple phases, freshman phase, sophomore phase, junior phase, senior phase, master level phase. And then along those, you have crucible 12, 12 hours, then 24 hours, then 55 hours. And then you ultimately earn your Phoenix. Those are optional for you, but you know, the different phases, I mean, can take upwards of two years to complete. And whenever you hear someone say that it automatically kind of turns guys off because it's not a a quick fix because it goes back to, this is a lifestyle for us. We don't need the money. And we we basically are doing this because we know how to help men completely Mm -hmm. just transform their life when you follow and trust the process. And then when you get into one of our classes with our guys that have been here and, and have trained in the Jedi ways, I mean, it just amplifies it so much, the accountability, the standards. And this is men across the globe now that are involved, but we are a smaller outfit because that's how we're designed, you know, and and, right. and that's just, that's just how some has been, but I always go back to, you never ever forget your white belt ever right. always go back to your white belt always go back to your training and i'm constantly in reinvention mode but it's a it's definitely a lifestyle so just no different than what you think for school freshman right. sophomore junior senior master level right. stair steps you up right. uh different progressions of of training and learning right.
2: We try to, we try to, um, you know, disciple our men to make sure that you never forget your salvation date because that's the, that's the, yeah. pinnacle, that's the, that's the high point of your life. And you know, that's probably the closest that you've ever been to God. You felt the Holy spirit, you gave your life to the Lord and then the world kicks in and you kind of, you know, taper off just a little bit, but you yeah. always try to, get, try to get people back to that point. So is all your training done, is it done in Arkansas?
4: so it's done virtually and at headquarters too okay like any guy can start at any time and Saham. if you want to be a part of a class that right now is only available twice a year and there's a a class
2: the class considered is is what a class
3: go ahead like initiation
4: no no it's basically like right now we have class 12 going on and so the path is what I just explained, like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, etc. You can do it self-paced. Okay. If you want to go through the crucibles, you can go through the crucibles. We have a very high-powered Slack uh, Slack app that that's where our central nervous system is, all communications. You can get in different schools, like School of Money, School of Movement, School of Ministry, Son of Man, so on and so forth. Fuel, and then the class is just it. You form into if it's myself, let's just say it's, you know, what, myself and 15 other guys across the country. I want more accountability, more standards. I want to go through the crucibles. I want more intentional learning around the lessons that are, I'm seeing in the path, uh, within the platform. That's what the class is.
3: So let if me, it, uh,
4: it produces, more. go ahead.
3: Sorry. Yeah, let me get some clarity. So when you say class, you mean like um, I'm part of the graduating class of 03 you're saying like the starting class yes. at how, okay. So that clarifies it a little bit. So you're not talking about like a class, like, Hey, here's a lesson that you can sit in. And that's, we have that twice a year. You're saying a new class of inductees starts twice a year. Correct. That? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the, tracking with you now.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very high touch. Uh, so, and it goes on, for the entire time that you are on the path and it just produced, I mean, it just simply, simply put, it produces incredible results just because the guys that are there, that's what they want. And the instructors, you know, they know they've been down the path already. Mm -hmm. They are going to take you and walk alongside you because every man's path is different. But then forge you into an unstoppable, unbeatable team, and create incredible brotherhood, vulnerability, you know, and get you ready for those crucibles if that's what you most desire. Does that so, make sense?
2: Yeah, that does make sense. So you're going in the in this process, you're going through your five core. Yep. Um, uh, what do you call it? Your five core. Yeah,
4: the core five. So you have to five. go. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So like right out the gate, like in freshman phase, you. <laughs> You go through the ethos. You have to unpack every paragraph. You got to make it your own. You got to develop your own standards, right? They're not some doesn't produce Tesla's. You are some right now. You go through self-awareness and self-expansion and capitalization. So there's three different lessons for that. On top of the the PT requirements, we're big. We're big in the physical aspect of things. You have to pass specific benchmarks in the class, um, in order to continue to progress each month, you have a monthly mission with your class to help you grow closer and have some post-traumatic growth built into it. So, and it stair steps you along and then crucibles come every May and every October. And those are just absolute powerhouse powerhouse.
2: Those are on site. Is that right? The crucibles? They are yeah okay. yeah so
4: we have guys that come in from all across the country for that
2: okay that is cool that is really cool so so the the school of men um i was looking at the website earlier um, mm-hmm. you've got the school of men and, and what other program do you have other programs that go along with that
4: we do so under okay. the so it's under construction right now so it's you're yeah. about to see a revamp but under the got school it. of man you have multiple schools School of movement, school of money, right, school of mindset, school of mastery. You have Son of Man. So that's our Christian portion of the school, right. of man. Got it. Right. Yep. And then you got fuel, which is a separate program. Freedom Unlocked equals lasting change. That's our we got a class going in it right now that's from around nutrition, sleep, recovery, and just performing like Tom Brady. You want to get younger while everybody else gets older. So that's an eight-week program there. But, and then we've got our new platform coming out called the 1% man project. And, uh, that launches January of 2023. So all that in school of marriage too, but yeah. So that all falls under the umbrella of school of man. And once you get involved, you get access to, it. you know, all oh, it. it, right? Yeah.
2: That is cool. So are you doing business coaching as well through this?
4: We are. Yep. Yeah. So it's, you know, we're seeing more men and you see it too. So that's what the one percent man project is there are so many men that are killing themselves in their business right absolutely selling their souls and if you sell your soul to the business it, it's it costs a pretty penny to get it back i know firsthand and um you know christ is at the center of those discussions but it's a lot of guys in some are alphas not a lot right. majority are, are alphas majority own their own business or in a high production role. And it's really easy to get caught up. And I'm just talking to the guys that are listening right now. It's really easy to get caught up with the happy hour. It's really easy to get caught up with the multiple dinners. And, you know, just it, 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 that's why we have launched the 1% man project, because there's a way to go about living an abundant lifestyle without having to give your soul for it. And, uh, but yeah, so we do quite a bit of business coaching
3: that's awesome man well it's interesting that you you know you mentioned the you know the later nights the dinners and all the above um mm-hmm. you know I've, I've worked in the corporate world for a while if you want you'll find what you want to find percent. Uh, you can get stuck in that real quick oh you know come on we're just gonna have one more drink or come on we want to go check this out or let's go hit the tables one more time and all the above yep. uh a great trick for that you know if you're looking for a quick fix um is you know, before the night even starts, find the people who work out. Yep. Yeah. In the gym in the morning. Oh, cool. I'm going to sit at your guys' table tonight. All right. Cool. You know, and all then right. like, I think you mentioned it when we started your network is your net worth. Like that, the people you hang around, that's going to, it's all, I mean, you're fine. Like I, it, loving it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, like, I had an email come my way. And this is just stuff that, again, you want to be the guy that, that floats, right? Like the guy that walks in and he leaves the room better than he founds it. Everybody knows that guy. You want to leave people better than you found them. That's those are just whenever I start a meeting, I gave a presentation last week to a room full of HR professional. I said, Look, before we even get into this, I said, I want you to know, my goal here today is to leave you better than I found you. And I started off in that presentation with the story about Landon being diagnosed autistic, ADHD, depression in January, and tying that into the importance of emotional well-being and taking care of oneself. And I tied it into that week. I'm I'm a, I'm a strong guy, but thank God I've been working on myself and thank God, right. That Ashley and I are where we are today, because if this would have happened five years ago, Hmm. it would have completely broke us
0: because,
4: you know because at the end of the day not only do we have that we put our dog down and not everybody's a dog person but it's a big deal with our family my mom's going through cancer again my sister has stage four cancer my father-in-law has prostate and bladder cancer we have those five things going on in our life okay well and this is how i started off this presentation i said you know thank god i have my training underneath me And I'm being ultra vulnerable here with everybody. I don't know a soul of you in the room, but I want to leave you better than I found you because here's what I did. I actually, when I got home, got a workout in and then I screamed in a box, there was an empty box and I put a box over my head and I screamed in and they all looked at me like, okay, this dude's crazy. (laughs) I said, then I ran upstairs and I cried in a pillow. Then I punched the pillow and I dropped elbow the pillow. Right. And then keep in mind, I'm, I'm a guy that goes to therapy, journals, meditates, does everything that you're supposed to do. I said, but I had to get it out. Right. right. Because it was when I heard that Landon was autistic, a flood of emotions came over me. Right. But I also knew that I had to be the man for my wife, my family, because we had other things that we were also focused on at the time. So that's the importance of emotional well-being. I said, that's if we are not taking care of one another, how are we supposed to be good for the company let alone the mission or the vision? And the point of the moral of that story is a 1% man, isn't afraid to go there. He's not afraid to go there regardless of the situation because he's always filtering it back on how do I leave someone better than I found them? I'm not going to go to a dentist who has jacked up teeth. So why am I going to go seek, you know, seek advice from somebody that is completely not all in. I've got to be the guy that goes all in, and people know me within meetings. I don't, I don't drink during the week, and they look at me funny. And I don't even drink really during the the weekend. In fact, I'm in bed by eight thirty. And I was, I was,
3: you better be. Yeah, I'm
4: I'm blessed to be on this podcast, and it's one of those deals. Like, it's just one of those deals. It's like, hey, I get it but I'm going to honor that commitment and still be up tomorrow. And, and I don't know, I can go on and on and on guys, but, uh, that's the point I'm saying in business coaching, I think, I think business coaching is somewhat outdated and then I think that guys are struggling and they're looking for like a different way to do things. Like men want to make memories and experiences. Right. They want to be able to live an abundant lifestyle, whatever you want to define that as right. Right. but without yeah. having to sell their soul to do it. And I'm just seeing more and more men kill themselves in their business. I was in Minneapolis all week, last week in leadership meetings. And I'm just looking around saying, dang, like, right. You know, a guy that's 45 looks like he's 62. Like right. that's, that's not cool. Like that's just, I'm not okay with that.
2: Well, that's good. That is good. So with, um, so you, the, the coaching the school of man um majority of the stuff is is local but you do have the online stuff yes um why don't you tell everybody how they can get a hold of you or hold of the the ministry or and anything else that you want to you know say i know this i know this and we'll ha- we'll actually tag that we've got a um a group texting going over for all of our social media over here and we'll actually tag this Here in just a second but you've got a free ebook as well on the website is that correct that's
4: correct so like that's a part of that freshman phase and there's there's a lot more in detail so the battle guide is something i created for myself five years ago Mm -hmm. and we can either use a shotgun approach or a rifle approach and some we use we like to use the rifle approach and that's what the battle guide is so go to school of man dot live, not live, it's a play on words, L-I-V-E, because you live and you don't exist, <laughs> and get the battle guide, and it gives, And basically, I got seven emails and you can book, even a call with me. If you wanna have a okay. one-on-one, there are not very many slots available, but I love connecting one-on-one with guys just to, to get to know you, do that. I mean, pick up the book, schoolofmanbook.com. It's not my story, it's, it's a story of so many men Pouring their hearts out in that book, be truly vulnerable, talking about everything from their sexual abuse, of course, to divorce, you know, on down the line. It's like, hey, gives you permission to be a real man at right. the end of the day. Right. Those are the best ways to get started and to get involved. And, and and there's a lot of great things coming down the pipe. Kassam's always under construction. We're always growing and evolving. And uh, follow me on social media. I'm active when I want to be active. I'm right. just—I know I, I put out an email the other day to the tribe that says "F the algorithm" because <laughs> I'm just one of those guys that I—I'm uh, not a big social media cap. Right. I, I do it because I know that's how I can impact others, and I put stuff out there when I'm truly inspired. So, anyway, follow me on social: LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. And uh, feel free to message me. I always answer them. Well, oh,
0: brother, one, yeah, go
4: ahead. Keep going. Yeah. One last thing. School of Man mm-hmm. Foundation. We do have a foundation 501c3 Seeing that 40 percent of men, you know, deal with depression and 30 percent of men don't want to talk about it because they feel they just they they feel like no one wants to listen or they feel embarrassed. That's complete crap. Um, you know, the School of Man Foundation is there to, to better a man through making vulnerability be really really freaking cool <laughs> plain and simple right. and it ties right. into our overall mission and ethos in the school of man of bettering men by helping each man focus on what matters most so there you have it it's a mouthful
0: that
2: is awesome brother we killed it man a great story and um we loved the uh the the minute that the, the ministry or the men that you're reaching out there as well that uh Likewise. you're just trying to get them both spiritually and physically and uh we appreciate that it's uh it's good to uh good 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 to get to know you hey i was gonna ask you a question do you know um cody bobe have you heard of Soulcon. Okay. no he, he does he does a lot like what you're doing right now but it, it's it's uh cody bobe Soulcon is the name of his uh, his ministry cool but it's it's much like it's kind of in the same avenue that you've got going on, and he does a, uh, a lot of the military training and uh, programs and challenges and stuff like that. So it's a he's Cody a,
4: Bobe. I'll look him up for sure. Cody
2: Bobe, Yeah, he's a good guy. So. Well, brother, man, it's, I know it's past your bedtime. We appreciate you staying up <laughs> with us, and uh, we will uh, let you go, and we're gonna, just going to wrap it up here here in just a minute. Uh, we'll be praying for you and your wife and uh, your children, and uh, we just uh, we just hope you continue to reach more and more men for the sake of the, the gospel. Thanks, Cole. God bless.
3: Yeah, thanks, Hey,
4: extre- extremely grateful, guys. I love what you're all about, and there can't there's not enough of us plain yeah. and simple there's not yeah, you know. enough of us it's our responsibility to change the world and i'm extremely grateful y'all made me so much better tonight and uh, i'm gonna go to bed with a full heart i can tell you ditto. that
2: well man you have a great night's sleep and uh have a great workout in the morning i'll be thinking about still asleep <laughs> All right. <laughs> man. later brother later. all right bye
3: all right that was awesome man hey, amen that, that was good I think it's really, really, I mean, I know I already said it, but the process, we, we talked about it last week, the process, I got to throw it into action with one of my buddies um, as we're talking about, you know, his life and all the above and, and how do we, how do we man up, how do we do the things we have to do, how do we lead the ones around us and it's process, you know, it's, it's repetitive, it's doing the same thing that we know will eventually bring forth fruit um, to us right um that's not it's not fun it's not sexy it's it's not great waking up at three o'clock in the morning i'm learning
1: in my my weight loss journey which obviously i'm not like this fitness guru boy you know but you know what i'm learning i'm learning to love the work yeah as opposed to the what what what,
2: the goal right
1: like there's a goal but i'm i'm trying to get less and less focused on the goal Weigh myself less,
2: right?
1: Just focus on being healthy, right? Just focus on doing the things that would that that scientifically will make you healthy and that weight goal will end up being there, right? Somewhere on the journey.
2: You're exactly
1: right. Right. That's good. Well, you get
3: I mean, like I told you last week, too. I mean, at this point, weighing yourself is pointless anyway, because you're you've stopped losing fat and started building muscle sure. and the scales just going to frustrate you throw yeah, it yeah, away yeah, yeah. Right. just start looking start looking in the mirror you know try yeah, not like to make it a vanity thing but look in the mirror
1: yeah like running i'm you know jogging i'm building muscles in my legs that haven't been there since 2013
3: so i mean look at the look to your right look at the dude who's on the I know it's it, that's a different dude it is it's crazy
1: <laughs> you sent me that picture of january the 3rd when we started the podcast right. and i showed it to stacy i was like oh my gosh
3: yeah
2: it's crazy we, yeah did, I, we gotta start did. saving
3: some of this stuff and i can pull it up as we go because that's—I mean—we'll do it next week. I'll yeah. get a—I'll get a picture so we can see it before and after. Because it's a—I dra- mean—it's yeah. a huge change. It's yeah. a big and it's a—you should be proud of it. Yeah, not too proud. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: no. Got to keep him humble. No, yeah. not too proud. Hey, you gotta stay humble the, well the good thing
1: no the good thing about the, the good thing about hey the good thing about a guy like me losing weight is I'm ugly so there there is no like vanity oh, part of it other not, than wanting to feel better you're not ugly. you know what I'm saying right so it's not like I'm gonna lose 30 pounds and you know look like Fregosa
2: well you'd have to lose a knee a couple of knees to look like Fregosa <laughs> <No. clears throat> no, I'm picking on oh, you now oh man I he's gotta, a wrestler dude you're I know he, he'd take me out here in just a minute yeah i am um I, I don't know if i'm encouraged or convicted or uh feeling shame like you know that's stuff we need to be doing well know? i think like,
3: it, it was re- like this episode was very very poignant for me so <clears throat> for the last three to four weeks I've been trying to force myself back into my right. good habits. You know, he's Point I've never way. been the 3:30 guy, but I have been the 4:30 guy. Mm-hmm. And I've been the 4:30 guy consistently. Um and I've been the gym guy consistently and I've and I've had all those aspects and I've been the read the Bible mm-hmm. my guy consistently, but yeah. but not but not altogether and At not time, and right. not as the process, meaning um I am trying to Focus on, we talked about it briefly before we started the show, you and I Mm -hmm. don't focus on not failing, focus on the process, you know, don't don't focus on anything other than I'm just going to put in the work, I'm going to make sure I'm going to set these parameters of I'm going to go to bed at Mm 830. Obviously, Monday nights are out for that. But I'm going to go to bed at a reasonable hour to get up at 430 because how I start is how I will I, w- we'll I wish I would ask him
2: you know how that works with his wife because my I know my wife would never get up at 4 30 or 3 30 or five she wanted to get up at 7 30 um mm-hmm. but to like our time together is at night mm-hmm. like from you know once with the kids are kind of settling down 7 thirty eight o'clock you know that's our time together we have you know
3: till 10 30
2: um 11 o'clock most nights well he's
3: pushing he's pushing 330 at my when i when i'm pumping it mine was 9 30. but i'm saying even
2: to go to bed at 8 30 9 o'clock god yeah. I mean, well, that's you, like half my night with my wife
3: if you can shut it down like let's say the kids are going to bed at 7 30. right it's two hours with your wife. Yeah, I you can't. Know? Yeah, I'm, go to bed at I'm 7:30. good because
1: that's Stacy's bedtime. Is eight thirty nine o'clock. Oh, is it nine yeah. o'clock? That's good. I mean, every once in a while on the weekend, she stays up later. Right. Then. But Stacy's pretty routine. But I love Hey Jody.
4: Yes. I'm still. I'm still here, oh. just <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> listening. God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No.
2: We... Oh, I thought we took you off there. Jesus. Yeah. I guess we just. Thank should... sure you.
4: Sure. You didn't say anything bad about me. No. I'm just... no. no. We're no. Talking... Talking about... I was just hanging <laughs> on. I was just hanging on because my publicist always told me to hang on even after the recording's over. Oh, how I funny. Yeah, yeah. But I thought to I, answer, I, I just yeah, agree. to answer y'all's question though. So first and foremost, though, I always tell people this. Uh start my video. I always tell people this. Stop thinking, number one. There you go. Yeah. Okay. We, we, we always overthink, overanalyze. So lose your mind. Learn to lose your right. mind. And... When it comes to my rhythms, they're my rhythms, like I'm responsible for my results at the end of the day, and I'm always a me versus me guy going back to like, you know what, I'm always in, I'm focusing on all the gains I make during the day, not the gaps that I have, Right. because Mm -hmm. we have trained ourselves mentally to think, and I'm a geek about this stuff. Since we were kids, you were always taught like you're doing this wrong or stay away from the fire or whatever, right? You've been taught to see the gaps in your life. Whereas right. if you would just focus really on those small gains, it, they, they produce massive results. As far as like the wife, the intimacy, the connectivity, et cetera, she goes to bed at the same time I do. We have mm-hmm. a rhythm with our kids uh, and we stay up, we read, we talk, we pray, et cetera. And then we, because I work at home and then I have an office too. We have dates during the day, right. so, you know, so that's just a different, that's right. just different for me. Um, because I also know when I don't sleep is my secret sauce because right. I'm, I'm, I'm up at three forty-five. I don't bring technology with me into the room. Just don't right. do it. We don't That's have TV. Yeah. yeah, we don't have TVs in in, in the room or etc. My my phone's in a different room. My yeah. stuff's already set out for the next day. My hydration's already in the fridge. And this is something that didn't happen overnight. I mean, goodness gracious, it's a process. A of like we've been saying. Yeah,
0: process. Yeah.
4: And and it's not perfect all the time, but I also give myself grace and I don't shame myself. And a couple of things I'm just sitting here listening to you guys just from a coaching perspective, listen to how you talk to yourselves. The I tries is just nothing more than a gateway word to I will quit.
0: Yep,
2: you man. go,
4: you go from an I try yeah, to an now I try. He's
2: Madeline Ben. He's madly. <laughs> yeah. He's <is> yeah. son <laughs> of a <laughs> yeah. So
4: with that being said, I'm just sitting here listening. This is the stuff I geek out on because right. greatness resides inside all of us. You have so right. much power inside of you and you're most i mean be there with your wife until 10 but at the same time do what works for you i'm a 5a club guy just because it's i i've got to do a cortisol dump right out the gate because that's our fear hormone that raises throughout the day and then as the day goes on it's called ego depletion or the law of diminishing intent i know my low level activities have to be put in the in the the afternoon versus the morning so those are things that you just start figuring out about yourself and losing that amount of weight that's incredible man and you're good looking dude brother like i mean you are like yeah you quit calling yourself you're not yeah, i know, so, it's, so I know it's really
3: that's me i'm trying to keep them on cue the Holy. The, hey you guys are not good looking the holy <laughs> yeah.
4: spirit, the, whole,
1: the whole i didn't mention this the other day but the holy spirit told me one time ben self-deprecation is not humility yeah
0: right and god sees
1: that right Mo- most of the time it's just me trying to get a laugh right
0: mm-hmm. but yeah I, the,
1: i'm i'm bad about i'm bad about judging myself mm-hmm not meeting an expectation you know and what so what what i'm trying to do with this with this weight loss journey is really just get into you know you guys keep talking about the process in business in lean methodologies we talk about process drives behavior
4: Mm -hmm. there you go
1: what you're trying to drive Mm -hmm. is behavior with a process so in the warehousing that i used to be in and trucking that i'm now in you 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 want strict processes and everybody to follow the process because we don't need any bright ideas.
0: Right. You're right.
1: Bright ideas gray things up. Mm. We now that doesn't mean people don't get ideas and we don't change things, but my point is this is the process today follow this process Until everybody changes. does everything the same right you know you get to do it with your left hand or your right hand you get to use a blue pen you get to use a black pen but the process doesn't change right. and so that's what I'm in the process of doing in my life is developing a ru- I am never been routined I have never been disciplined except when I was in the air force in my life ever I do everything differently the next day. Yeah. Right, just a right? slow build. Just, yeah, it's
3: a slow build to that man. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is. Uh, it is something that we've talked about before on the podcast of us trying to be a little less, a little more affirming to each other, and a little less. You know, poking and all of the above. Yeah. And we've, we've been better. <laughs> Surprisingly, this is not as bad as it's been because we do. It's a safety net. You know, yeah. um, I, I learned that in athletics, you need some uh, some negative talk to fire up that inner monster, but that doesn't work. Um, for all aspects yeah Yeah, Yeah, Um, so it's great it was great when i was in wrestling it's called trash talk yeah you trash talk yourself when you want to get huge in the gym but maybe tone it down for uh, your self-improvement and your life goals awesome yeah well anyway
4: guys
2: i apologize i'm glad glad you were listening i I, because i had that question just you know like because i like to get up early um, but I, I do not like to go to bed at eight 39 o'clock. So, um, well, if you, th- if, if you my... got
1: up early and did something, you would like to go to bed well, at eight <laughs> o'clock because I'm currently doing it. And I used to go to bed 10, 11 o'clock at night. Last night I went to bed at seven forty five
0: Cause wow. it was my
1: first day of going to work at eight. And I said, I am, I'm starting out. I changed my hours at work to back it up an hour because I'm not a 345 or 430 guy, but by 5 a.m., I'm ready to go. go. So I started running. I I got up. I drank my coffee. I went running at 430, got four and a half miles in in about an hour and 10 minutes. So I'm not blazing. I'm a 15-minute mile right right now. Get some. And I'm I'm just starting to change my mindset. Like I used to jog, and I'm at a 15-minute mile. And these four guys would run by me and they're runners. Right. And I used to be like, man, dude, Yeah. now I'm like, you know what? I'm you're getting more out of yeah. what I'm doing at 214 pounds than they're getting right. because they're way, they're, they're, they're just like, flying. they got to run 22 <laughs> miles to, to, you know, to get <laughs> any more <laughs> ripped than they are. So that's, I just am trying to get new ways to motivate myself that's to good. stick with it. That's
4: awesome. You it, you know that's what I'm good. saying? So we appreciate awesome. you jumping on yeah, for no I'm I'm glad glad the second awesome. time we had glad you on the re- show. I'm That's <laughs> awesome. Re- last thing I will leave on the morning piece of it too is like I will not check technology until seven, yeah. eight o'clock. Like it's solitude for me. It's, awesome. And I mean, it's at headquarters, we have 50 guys. So I'm showing up four fifteen. 15, everybody else musters at 445 AM. And then the process gets started there. And that's my only other thing is like, we're so. We're cyber zombies. Our, our our world has gotten so distracted. to right, right. Yeah. And really, yeah exactly. And yeah.
1: right. I got off. I got off Facebook. I was never. I was on Instagram and Twitter, but never used it other than to watch right. people were saying. I got off Facebook at the at the first of the year and haven't been on And now, literally, day to day, unless I know my wife is posting pics of like the foam part of there and the right. way up with the grandkids. I don't have no desire to even look at it. Good for you. You know what I'm saying. Now,
2: I just use it
4: for business, is what yeah, I. Yeah, mean. that's you know, what I'm saying. There's that's kind there's of where I'm at. Things now. you have to yeah. use it
2: for, right? If you're in business, you got a ministry, but Yep. Yeah. ours is ours is right. out of hand. All right, brother, take it easy. We are gonna Sorry, close up the show completely here. Here we go. God bless you guys. Y'all have a great night.
1: You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple,
0: iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.